When I was setting up this podcast, I was reminded of an inconvenient truth. I failed at more podcasts than I completed. I hadn't realized it, but Apple kept a record of every podcast I had attempted. So with those odds, I had to ask myself why I was ready to try it again. And the reasons I was willing to try again can also be a good reason for you as well. Because podcasts can be a secret weapon for photographers or photography educators who want to grow their businesses. I'll tell you why in this episode of EOS Photographer. Dear Canon friends, welcome to the EOS Photographer Podcast. If you are learning photography using your Canon gear, you're in the right place. Here, we speak with great photographers and extract practical lessons for you. From Rebels to 5Ds, the gear you own is the gear we'll feature. Now, here's your host, Linford Morton. Welcome to the EOS Photographer Podcast, episode 106. Hi, this is Lynn, and I'm looking forward to spending some time just talking photography with you today. I'm excited because we're going to shift our focus for a couple of episodes. We had been dealing with some basic and foundational topics recently, and today we're going to jump ahead to deal with a topic that will resonate with enthusiasts and entrepreneurs. A photographer asked me the other day a question I used to get routinely back when I started the Shutterbug Life podcast. Why would a photographer want to do a podcast? So I'll answer him today and share it with you in case you might be wondering what's in it for you. The questions really puzzled me. I'm remembering back in 2015, I announced that I was shutting down my free photo webinars and starting a podcast instead. My webinars had run for four years. On the second Tuesday night of every month, we would meet and we would talk shop. We had great photographers join us to show us their work and tell their story. It was educational and inspirational, and I loved it. I had a fairly loyal following, so they were probably puzzled that I wanted to shift. Truth is, I had selfish reasons. I was tired of putting on a live production every month. I found that listeners were just opting to view the recordings on their own time rather than join us live. So if that was the case, why was I going through this hassle of doing a live production regularly? I can just record a show with fewer technical issues and then, hey, I'll increase it to weekly rather than monthly. The latter part is what really scared me. Like, could I really find something to talk about every week? And that was the question I was getting from well-meaning listeners and followers. You now have to come up with something every week, and it's audio-based. It's like, I don't understand. Well, you know, I was taking a chance, and we did 101 episodes, as you know, and by the time I paused it to go work for Canon, I was firmly a fan of podcasts. This was one of the better decisions I had made for my business. I'll tell you why next. I'm happy to announce that we have our first sponsor, Audible.com. 
I have been a fan of Audible for a long time. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've actually read a book for a long time. I usually listen to books, and I've got a wide range of books that I listen to. I'm usually in professional development mode. Like, how can I be a better professional at teaching, at photography, at marketing, at business, whatever it is, I'm usually on Audible trying to find books that will help me. And it's been a tremendous tool for me. So I'm really happy that they are investing in our show. And now we can offer you a chance to try Audible if you have not. They're offering a 30-day free trial complete with a credit for a free audiobook download. If you like listening to podcasts, you'll love listening to books. So to try it, go to audibletrial.com forward slash EOS photographer. audibletrial.com forward slash EOS photographer to claim the offer. So it was my last day at Canon and I'm walking out the door and into the car and driving for what is a long commute. I had a ridiculously long commute. So on this commute, I'm deciding what I would do next. And I scrolled through a lot of different options, as you might imagine. But as I'm going through all of these options, one thing was fairly certain. I wanted to reboot my photography podcast. I put it on pause when I went to work full-time and even explored doing one for them while I was there. Now that I had an opportunity to reboot my business and do something different, I thought it might be a great opportunity. And so in this episode, I'm going to give you nine reasons why I think a podcast is a great tool, not just for me, but for any photographer or photography educator. Number one, you can form a deeper connection with your clients and your followers. So if you think about it, people spend more time with you in a podcast than they probably do in any other platform. Let's say you write a blog. People who find your blog post might read or skim the article, and it might take them a few minutes at the most. I love when I go to the Medium platform, it tells you how long the article should take you to read. And if it takes, if it looks like it takes more than 15 minutes, I usually pause before I take it on. We don't want to spend that much time reading. Now, if you decided to go with a video, most videos are five to 10 minutes at the most if you're going through YouTube. Really, that's what they tell you to, to shoot for that sweet spot, really between two to five minutes, but five to 10 if you're really trying to teach something or deliver a message. And if you're going beyond that, you better be entertaining. You better have a good, a good message. Well, that here's the thing. In a podcast, you basically have what boils down to a one-to-one conversation with a lot of people. And you get to have longer conversation So over that time, you get the opportunity to form a deeper relationship. When I finally got a chance to meet with Chris Marquardt, who does the podcast Tips from the Top Floor, I felt like I knew the guy. And and of course, I'm new to him, but I listened to Chris for years. And so I felt a connection of some kind. And your listeners will feel a similar connection with you if they listen to you over time. The relationship is there because you are in their ear 
talking to them. And it's, it's, it's a deep, it's a personal and it's an intimate connection that you get to make with people who are interested in what you are offering and what you are teaching. And so you get to form a deeper connection in the podcasting format that I think you can in other platforms. So that's number one. Number two, it extends your reach beyond your normal communities. And, you know, we can say this about a lot of these platforms, say YouTube, or even if you do social media or broadcast on from your, uh, from your blog. But the cool thing about podcasts is basically you have free syndication from some of the top portals, you know, in, 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 in today's broadcast world. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all of these distribution channels will broadcast your show to their listeners and it won't cost you anything. iTunes is the third largest search engine in the world. Did you know that? I mean, we have the basic Google and we have um, YouTube as two you know, big search engines. But beyond that, iTunes is the next biggest one. So that means when people have questions or when they want to learn or when they're curious about something, they're putting in keywords and searching iTunes. And you, of course, want to be where they're looking. And if it's there, that's where you want to be. And so you now have the opportunity to reach beyond your normal communities. And it extends to an audience that's diverse, that's educated, and that's affluent. Midroll, which is a podcast advertising agency, reported that 22% of the households that listen to podcasts live in households of more than $100,000 in income. And my last survey, which was almost five years ago, was pretty consistent with those results. A majority of my listeners had household incomes of more than $100,000, as well as most of them were college educated and many of them with, with advanced degrees. And of course, it was a diverse audience. And so you have an audience that is diverse, educated, and affluent. And if that's important to you as a business owner, this is a good place for you to be. Number three, it gives you a platform to answer the questions of large numbers of your followers. Now, this falls into the what do I talk about column. And you can use your podcast to answer the questions you hear frequently. As a matter of fact, when I'm teaching regularly, if someone asks the question and then I hear that question again and again, like three times, I start to think about how I might make an episode. And what I can do is say, hey, you know what? That's a great question. I'm going to tackle that on my next podcast. I did that all the time. And so in the quest in the podcast, I now can not only answer the question, I can back up and talk about why this is important and what other things you need to know contextually that that are that have to do with your question. For instance, if you ask me, which lens should I buy next? I can say, well, here are the different categories of lenses. Here is why you might use this one. Here's why you might use that one. Here's why you might use this one. And based on what you are showing me, this might be a good path for you. Here are some specific suggestions. Here's what it would cost you. Here's how you might find it. I can go deep into all these things. And by the way, that's not an idle example, I'm going to be doing that podcast episode coming up. 
So this is this is a cool thing. You have all these questions you get that you want to answer, and you can answer them and know that for all the other people who are wondering the same thing, you can give a fuller, um, more detailed answer so it's helpful for more people. Number four, it's easy to let your personality shine on a podcast. You know that sometimes it's hard to get a sense of someone in writing. I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you sent someone a text message and they totally misread the tone or the intention of your text message. Well, when you hear people on a podcast, it's much easier to understand and hear the inflections, really know who they are and connect with their personality. This works on both sides, right? Because we don't connect with everyone. Let's be honest. Some people some folks like a lot, and I might go, eh, I could take them or leave them, and it works the other way as well. Some people might say, oh, that guy, Lynn, I don't know about him, and other people might go, I like how he teaches. So the podcast gives you a good opportunity to let your personality shine so that the people who would normally be interested in in you as a person and listening to you and learning with you can hang around and stick around with you. That's kind of cool because now you're attracting the kind of people who would be your best customers anyway, the people who who like being around you. I remember I used to listen to a marketing podcast from a host who had a very quirky personality. He would laugh and giggle and just get all over the top with his personality, which I thought was kind of fun. And the people who like it hang around and I ended up buying from him anyway, because I liked his teaching style. It worked for me. So number four is it allows you to let your personality shine and attract the kind of people who would normally find that interesting and stick around and want to work with you. Number five, it helps you build the trust necessary for large sales. Now, if you're doing this to support a business, and I'm assuming you are, you also need to find a way to try and make money from it. And Midroll, the podcast advertising agency, says 61% of listeners report buying something they heard about on a podcast. So think about that. More than half of the people listen to your podcast will buy from you. I know that I found it easier to sell my large weekend workshops when I started podcasting. Now, when I first started selling my New Orleans to New York workshops, I would set up phone calls with people who were interested in buying those workshops because a lot of them didn't know who I was. After one of those conversations, we had, if we connected, people felt like, oh, I can trust this guy. And if they're ready to buy, they usually went ahead and bought right away. So this was a cool process for me. And I found that I converted a large number of people who I got on the phone with. Well, once I started my podcast, I noticed that the calls stopped coming, but people would just buy. And the first time someone bought without ever calling me, I thought, well, that's odd. Usually I have to you know, jump on the phone and talk with them. And then another person and another person. And I thought, well, this is odd. No one needs to talk with me anymore. And so I started asking, well, how did you hear about this trip? And why, why did you decide to buy? And the answer is, I listen to your podcast every week. I love what you do, and I can't wait to go to New Orleans with you. I thought, wow, now that's kind of cool. So what I'm saying is the podcast helps you build the trust necessary for these sales. 
Because now, once you had to, once you show up and you show up weekly and you give and you give and you give and you share all this good learning information that you have freely, you build a certain level of trust. And so that, that barrier that you have to get over normally without it is not as, is not as high once you have a podcast. Number six, you can listen anywhere. Your audience can listen anywhere and they can do it while they're multitasking. And that's the cool thing. You can't do anything else while you listen, while you read. Like if you're reading, you have to stop and read. If you're watching a video, you have to stop and watch the video to get the most of it. As a matter of fact, Midroll says that 40% of people listen while they're walking, running, or biking. 52% listen while they're in the car, 46% listen while they're traveling, and 32% listen while they're just working out. So people are getting to do the things they would normally do while they still take advantage of your show and your podcast. And I think that's really cool. I always used to say I have a lot more airtime than I time because I'm driving to work and I have a long commute or whatever else I'm doing, I can still pair the podcasting in with it. So it gives me another chance to reach someone so that they can work it into their busy lives without having to stop. So that's number six. People can listen anywhere and they can do it while they're multitasking. Number seven, it's a relatively small investment. You can be up and running for less than $200. And quite honestly, you can probably be up for a lot less than that. You can do it bare bones by just buying a microphone and recording and editing on free software. And then you'll need to buy some some hosting from someone who will host your episodes. And that's it at the low end of the investment. This is a lot less than an entry-level lens will cost you. And for that, you can be up and running and broadcasting your message around the world. Now, like anything else, if you want to upgrade the level of production quality that you put into your show, you can spend more on microphones. You can spend more money, but you don't have to. And that's a strategic decision as well as it is a budget-driven one. You might want your show to sound pretty, you know, low key in terms of production. And I've heard some like that that were really cool. It's a relatively small investment and you can be up and running. Number eight, and this is similar to number seven. It's a simple production requirement. So if you think about it, if you are going video and you decide you want to scale up, you're going to need a production team. You're going to need a camera person. You're going to need a sound person, an assistant, you'll probably need an editor and you can go on and on. And here's the thing. You can scale up a podcast and have a radio production quality show all by yourself. As a matter of fact, right now, it's just me and my dog in the room, just us two. And I'm recording and she's sitting there chewing on a bone and that's it. And my show will be done with this level of effort. So in terms of a production requirement, it doesn't take a lot to get something that is really radio production quality. So that's cool too. Number nine is the, I'm not just a podcaster, I'm also a client. So I told you back in 2005, I found my first photography podcast, Tips from the Top Floor with Chris Marquardt. 
And he was just a guy, I think it was episode somewhere between 40 and 50, pretty early in his career as well, on the top floor of his apartment, just talking about photography. And I thought, this is so cool. I learned a lot from him. And he would talk about photography. He would give his own tips. And then I found the Photo Focus podcast. And then TWIP, This Week in Photography, and then The Art of Photography with Ted Forbes. And, you know, back in the day, I would consume a lot of these. And, you know, these hosts and their guests mentored me for a long time. And so I learned a lot by consuming voluminous amounts of podcasts. And it reinforced a lot of what I already knew, which is also something I enjoyed. I know back when I listened to Photo Focus regularly, uh, back when Scott Bourne was hosting it, and he did a Q&A format. Now, Scott Bourne is like the godfather of photography podcasts in my book. And, oh, my goodness, he was really good with this Q&A format. And what I used to like to do was try and see if I could answer when I heard a question before Scott did to see how close I was to what Scott actually said. And I honed a lot of my photography teaching that way, just listening and answering before Scott did and then seeing how close I was. You know, that was fun. I listened to Frederick Van Johnson on This Week in Photography for a long time as well. And then Ted Forbes, the original photography nerd on The Art of Photography, I found him really interesting as well. So back in the day, these guys all mentored me, them and their guests, and I learned a lot from them. Today, I'm inspired by the likes of Jenna Martin, who used to be a guest on my past uh, photography podcast show. She's got a really fun and quirky show. And then Rick Salmon, the Canon Explorer of Light. He has a great show that he does with Larry Becker. The B&H Photography Podcast from the camera store that we all know and love. And then, of course, the Candid Frame is a must-listen. And And all of these people, again, have fed me and my journey in becoming a better photographer, a better educator, a better business person, a better marketer. And then they're on the other side, on the marketing side. There are lots of podcasts that I listen to there. And so I know that this has impacted me, and I know that listening to a podcast can really help you grow. And so now I offer this to you as an idea if you want to have this kind of effect on your customers. Whether you are a photographer and you are looking for people to be subjects to, you know, you can do a podcast where you attract people who might be good customers for your photography show. I was talking with Freddie Clark the other day and he told me he had a podcast about beer and brewing beer. So I said, why in the world would you want to do that? He said, because he's a food photographer and he's a beverage photographer he wanted to use this as a way of attracting brewers in the area. So he's looking for customers. Now, you might also use it for, you know, if you're an educator to find people who are interested in the kind of lessons you want to teach. It depends. I share all this with you because these nine reasons I have, you can enjoy all of these benefits and more if you're interested in trying your hand at podcasting. Now, I know you might be thinking right now, I don't know where to start. So I just made it easy for you. I created a downloadable checklist, about a five-page PDF, and it takes you through all the steps you need to know to create your own podcast. You can just take it and go step-by-step. I even have a shopping list of all the hardware and software you need to get your podcast up and running. So it's basically a step-by-step guide for you to create your own podcast. 
Now, if you're interested in going further and you think, I need a little more explanation, you can sign up for a free webinar I'm going to do next week on the same topic. I'm going to break down each of the steps. I'm going to make them simple for you and answer any questions you might have. All right? So that's it. You can find all of these resources by going to episode 106, the show notes on eosphotographer.com. I'll have a link for that download as well as for the webinar if you're interested in either. All right? And I hope I hear a podcast from you one day. That's it. Thanks again for joining another episode of the EOS Photographer Podcast. Remember, you can find all the resources and synopsis of the show on the show notes at eosphotographer.com. I'll end by asking three favors of you. One, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss any episodes. If you go to eosphotographer.com forward slash subscribe, you can go there. The link to subscribe on Apple iTunes is right there, so you can make sure it downloads to your podcast player anytime you want to. If you prefer to receive an email, you can also subscribe that way as well on that page. Next, I'm going to ask you to rate and review on iTunes. And speaking of which, I've got a shout out for Alec A, because I just saw you had a review on iTunes. It said, Lynn, I listened to the first episodes. I love the goals of the podcast. And based on my initial listen, I'm looking forward to a great learning experience. Hey, thank you so much, Alec. I really appreciate you taking the time to leave a, a review. And any of you who wants to leave a review, please go ahead and do that because that's how Apple and the iTunes people take a cue on whether or not this is the kind of podcast they want to help share our message. So thank you again, Alec. I really appreciate it. And that leads me to the third and final request. Please share this podcast with any friends of yours who you think could benefit from the kind of photography conversations we have. All right. Thank you so much. I'll talk with you again next week. And until then, let's go create something amazing. Take care.